To the Church in Gulliver podcast. I am your host, Jedediah, and the co host, Newton. So, we in our previous session, we were looking at the problem of race, um, tribalism, classism, and what the Bible actually says concerning the sin problems. And so, today we'll be looking at a different topic. Um, the title of today's podcast is Psychologizing 101. Trust me, I did not make that term up. Newton did. <laughs> and so today we'll be looking at the Imago Dei. Um, this is what you can think about in Imago Dei is that the Christian religion and worldview understand that human beings are different from animals, not just in degree, but in kind. Animals are creatures, but humans are a special kind of creature one that is uniquely created in the image of the creator. Mm. So the word imago is image, and the word dei is God. So image of God. It's Latin. And in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, it says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. This is the short verse for the foundation of humanity itself. It's the way we understand concepts of being human. Mm. We were not created in some form resembling monkeys. We were not evolved from some particular species. We were created in the image of God. Mm. Regardless of race, gender, or anything else you might think of, God created us in his image. Mm. And so... The United States Declaration of Independence actually, you know, quotes this verse in a strange manner. It says that all men are created equal, that they are endued by their creator with certain unalienable rights. <laughs> wow. The irony, isn't it? Wow. But it's beautiful for us now to start thinking about we are created in the image of God. We've been talking about race, tribe, and class. And sometimes we're tempted to start to think maybe some people are lesser. And in our previous session, in our previous podcast, we had talked about how some people feel that they are superior. Mm -hmm. Now, today, by looking at psychologizing, we are going to start to look at the complex where some people grow up are convinced to believe that they are inferior. Mm. So, Newton. Yes. What in the world is psychologizing? Hmm. Well... I don't know where that word came from. Yes, it came from my mouth, but I didn't have a better word. But it has to do with uh, our conditioning and how we see certain things or certain uh, people. It could do also with uh, our surroundings, our environment, and how just uh, we, uh, again, interpret uh, uh, things. For example... Is it okay if I can share a bit of my experience? Yeah, yeah. I grew up in uh, Blantyre, Malawi, and uh, I remember as a kid, whenever we see a white man, 
will actually be uh, excited and then will go like, Nzungu, Nzungu, Nzungu. <laughs> and uh, that means uh, white men. There was some sort of, uh, uh, some sort of uh, celebration. And that in itself, uh, I, I don't think uh, it is, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it has a lot of uh, implications. Mm -hmm. But again, that explains some of the psychologizing that I was talking about. And at the age of 11, I left uh, Blanta to live in Johannesburg, and I could just tell that uh, there was just a very opposite uh, reaction uh, to uh, whites. I remember going to school with uh, guys from uh, uh, Soweto, and my brother and I, we noted that uh, our classmates even refused to speak English to us. And that was also a reaction. And the reaction was, why should we speak English as if we are whites? We are not whites. So again, that was their psychologizing, their conditioning. They were also re uh, reacting uh, to something. Because for the guys in uh, Soweto, who are my classmates, they looked at a white man as an oppressor. They looked at a white man on the basis of their experience, which was different from mine in Malawi. But for them, the white man was the one that, um, for uh, for example, he's the one who came to maybe take uh, their land, came to uh, oppress them. These were the propagators of uh, apartheid. So again, that was how... I noted that uh, there was just a contrast between here in Malawi and how blacks in South Africa reacted uh, to white uh, people. So in a nutshell, that is just what I meant by psychologizing. But if we extend this even in America, most black Americans have been psychologized to uh, think of uh, white people as people did what? Who enslaved them. And um, I think this is something that uh, we cannot uh, uh, overlook. This is experience of um, uh, black people. It may differ from uh, place uh, to place, but the reality is that uh, a lot of uh, black people may feel less than. It's not because of any reason. Just like me as a kid, I was psychologized to be thinking white is better. A white man knows uh, better. And as growing up in Malawi, I'd never seen a poor white person. And I think that's uh, experientially, that is, we grew up thinking white people had all the cool toys. Uh, they were fun mm -hmm. to, to have around. Um, I, grew up in a, I grew up in a home which had missionaries coming in often. And I think the the image I had was they always brought gifts. <laughs> and yeah. so, you know, whenever a white person was coming over, they had toys coming in and, you know, they had strange perfumes or candy mm -hmm. bars. And so the perspective was, yeah, they have the cooler stuff. And growing up, that that was sort of like the understanding of it. And I think one one thing that you even mentioned of Americans growing up in a um, and we're not American in any sense. We're just no. basically search and just hearing, you know, the testimonies of people around. Um, you hear this realization. I think this was Leon's cramp when I was talking about the the situation in America. He said that it became criminal to be black. Wow. So his argument that the 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 nation has criminalized the existence of black people. Hmm. 
And then that was a very strong reality. And I guess if we can call it psychologizing, where mm. now people now start to sort of like live into that persona and simply employ that stereotype towards themselves. And he, he continued to say that under the guise of religious liberty, mm-hmm. people were taken into slavery. People were caped slaves because they thought that black people were lesser than human, mm. which is clearly against the Imago Dei. Mm-hmm. Like if anybody reads that Bible well enough, you don't even have to go two chapters in Genesis. It's there. It is. All men are created in the image of God. And so when you're looking at these elements and these ideas of then people being called something and then living into it. Mm, mm. I think it even happens in India with the caste system where um, if you're born into a family of fishermen, guess what you would be the rest of your life? Fisherman. Fisherman. And so people are now starting to live into these modes that have been created by other people and they start to accept them as who they are and where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the dangers, even here in Malawi, I think it comes even like a, as a joke among people. It's like, hey, what do you feel? What did nobody do? Does that call a brick layer? And I think there's this, this sort of like trivialization of being what people have called you to be. Mm. Mm. And I think that's, that's a danger. And so we're looking at psychologizing mm-hmm. the idea of feeling accepting and adopting an inferior position in life yes as being against the gospel mm. it is against it is anti gospel mm. because w- when i think i am less than because of my skin color where then am i uh thinking of myself as the image bearer of mm. God. Mm. The Bible says I have been created in God's uh, image. Yes, yeah. As a black man, I have been created in the image of uh, God. So why, why should I be feeling inferior? Why should I be timid? Why should I think less than if I'm honest, do I feel less than? I'll be lying if I would say that uh, that is not how I've been psychologized. Haven't you been psychologized? You just said it. You thought whenever what people come to your home as missionaries, they'll bring what? Gifts. Gifts. Mm. I think to, to even start to look at it from a perspective of having biblical categories for how we feel, mm-hmm. it is quite important because if superiority is the ultimate form of human pride. Therefore, inferiority is the ultimate form of human self-pity, which in turn is also still pride. Mm -hmm. Because pride is a denial of God being the authority. Mm. And if you claim to be superior, you are saying, I know better than God. And if you also claim to be inferior, you're claiming to know better than God. Mm -hmm. In essence, the person who's superior and thinks they're superior, they're being proud. Correct. And the person who thinks they're inferior and claims to be inferior, they're also being proud. proud. Yes, Because they are denying the very authoritative claim Mm -hmm. of Scripture to say you're created in the image of God, no lesser, no more. Yes, exactly. And so that's why we're feeling inferior and we start to put biblical characters to to those affections and feelings. We start to understand this is a pride problem. Mm Mm-hmm. 
strangely to say, and maybe even unkind, but the person who's feeling superior and the person who's feeling inferior, they're both being pride. Yes. One is, one is feeling overly estimated and boasting of themselves, and the other is feeling overly self piteous mm -hmm. mm -hmm. when God does not have it so. And I think Jeremiah 9 addresses that, doesn't it? Jeremiah 9 does it, and it's, it's, it's beautiful because it's coming from the Old Testament. God is dealing with this from the Old Testament. How does he put it? Here's how Jeremiah 9 verse uh, 23. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Mm. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me, mm -hmm. that I'm the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares uh, the Lord. Mm. And that's, it's really important. Yeah. He understands yeah. who God is. So, exactly. So, are you boasting in your whiteness? Are you boasting in your blackness? No, we should be boasting in the Lord. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, because you can come to a point of even to boast in your poverty. Yes. You know, and, you know, you, you start to use scripture wrongly, you know, blessed are the poor in spirit. And you forget that it's saying poor in spirit. In spirit. <laughs> it's not the poverty of the pocket. And you start to say, ah, the, the, the poor, ah, the poor are going to heaven. No, it's, you don't boast in the reality of being poor when it comes to classism, that is. Mm -hmm. You're not boasting in being the, the minority. You're boasting in the reality that God, even though being poor, even though being a minority, God still considers you as an image bearer. So now as a poor black man, how can I stand shoulder to shoulder with somebody who has uh, privileges than me? Obviously, as a, if, if I am materially poor, mm. don't you think I'm being indirectly or directly psychologized to feel less than yeah yeah i think that's that's i think sad to say that's what most systems do mm -hmm. because of the unjust nature of man you want to keep the poor poor so you can keep them down mm. and the solution ephesians 2 mm -hmm. and it's Turn back to Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2. And see what, what has Ephesians 2 in store for us. Wow. I, I just like how he even puts it uh, in verse 18. Mm. It says, For through him, that's through Christ, mm. we both, that's Gentiles and Jews. Jews, have access in one spirit to the Father. Mm. We have access to the Father. So again, because we have access uh, to the uh, Father, because of our union uh, in Christ, uh, this is what should actually help us to stand toe-to-toe, -to -toe, shoulder to shoulder mm. with uh, anybody. Because the same spirit that is in uh, somebody that I may think is privileged mm. is the same spirit that uh, I have if they are in Christ, uh, that is. Mm. So I think, again, I need not to think that I am less than I need to understand that perhaps I've been psychologized in worldly uh, fashion. Yeah, and I think that's important because as Christians, we, we realize that there are moments when the society we live in would systematically try to have us be inferior. Yeah. And I think that that happens with systemic 
racism. Mm-hmm. And it's happening with systemic um, tribalism. Tribalism, and that's that's here. It's systemic classism mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to keep some people in some places and some quarters of our of our country, of our job system, of our access to funds, of our access to health, of our access to education. Yeah, these things have already they've already been instituted. And we might come to a place of hopelessness because we start to feel like, well, this is systematized. But at the heart of it, do we boast in the reality that God views us as united with him, Hmm. no matter whoever or wherever, whatever happens? Hmm. On Sunday, you still sing the same hymn. Yeah. You still worship the same Christ. You still have the same access in prayer. You still have those privileges. And now we have to start to realize that what we know about God should change how we think about ourselves and our brothers and sisters. Very true. And hmm. that aspect should always be there. And it, it, it becomes a task for us now. I think that's where you know Hebrews chapter 3 comes in, into play. Mm-hmm. Because when often people are thinking about the book of Hebrews, and especially chapter number 3 of the book of Hebrews, we start to think of it in, in, in sort of like terms of like, ah, I mean, just rebuke people to <clears throat> sin. Mm. But notice notice this this idea that comes out in Hebrews chapter 3 and is taking, taking into account chapter, verse number 12, that is, Take care, brothers, lest there be any of you an unbelieving evil heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. But this is very important, verse 13, But exhort one another every day, mm. as long as it's called today. That none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Hmm. For indeed we have come to share in Christ. And if indeed we hold our original stance and confidence and firm to the end. Wow. That's pivotal to say this exhortation of one another every day as long as it's caught today does not simply just say, well, brother, hmm. this and this and that. Hmm. The very essence that God has created us in his image it's an exhortation of every day. Wow. It's an exhortation to remind ourselves and each other of the reality that God has created us equal. And wow. where we may have the, the authority and position in society to mm. be able to institute some change, this is still the conviction that we have. It's mm. still the conviction that we have that God has created us in his image and he has created all men equal. Mm. Wow. That the furtherance of justice, the furtherance of equal opportunity to people, uh, and even the, the questions that we might face of class and tribe, we are all created equal. Mm-hmm. And so you are going to be exhorting your brothers to the reality of the Imago Dei. Wow. <laughs> Exhort one another. It's hmm. a command, actually, in, in Hebrews. This doesn't come as a suggestion. It's a command. It's Exhort a command. one another mm-hmm. every day. Exhort your white brothers that we are created equal. Equal. And black brothers. Yeah. And daily, because we all suffer from gospel amnesia, yep. daily. And I like here, verse 13, so the deceitfulness of sin. sin. So if we're feeling inferior because we're black or because we are yours, again, that is, we are responding uh, sinfully. Sinfully, because if we are in Christ, that is huge. Yeah. That is uh, huge. God had to crush his own son to recreate us. Mm. He has created us in his image, but man fell into sin. But now he has recreated us. Mm. So our thinking should be different. But see what sin also is doing, even in the body of our Christ, 
we are failing to see our common enemy, which is not white, it's not black. Mm. We have a real enemy, which is the devil himself. Yeah. And I think we need to look at, into this uh, uh, soberly, and as you said, with uh, uh, grace and with love, so that uh, the Church of Jesus Christ can come together and deal with a common enemy. The problem we are facing is not a skin color problem. It's a problem of our sin. So, yeah, the Lord should help us. And I think it's it's important to understand that even in even in various ministries, mm-hmm. even in Bible study, even in the way we do church, exhort one another to the realities of Scripture. Mm. Mm. We we are not to become the criminals of silence, I like to think. Yeah. The criminals of silence are those who know the truth but stay silent when other people can be exhorted to the truth of Scripture. Mm. To be able to understand that those who are going through particular pains because of injustice need to be what? Exhorted. Exhorted. Encouraged. Daily. Comforted. Mm-hmm. That is also the gospel mission. Yeah. It is. And what is... What is our stance if if we're the ones who are feeling inferior? Our stance is to lean on the scriptures. Mm. If they're the ones who are feeling superior, our stance is to lean on the scriptures to realize you are equal. You're not greater than no any person mm-hmm. on earth. You're not you're not the ultimate combination of the human race. Amen. You're just a man. Yes. So we both need to be exhorted. Both need to be exhorted. Mm-hmm. You exhort them to the realities that God has created you in his image. Mm-hmm. You are not created as a higher form of human. Yeah. Neither were you created as a lesser form of human. Your skin mm. tone mm. does not determine your creation. Yes. And wow. I think for us moving forward, and we're going to jump into another topic um, next podcast related to the same conversation we're having um, that might ruffle a few feathers uh, might Mm -hmm. have a couple questions but we'd we'd love that you stay engaged stay in the scriptures stay considering that you are not the product of psychologizing yes yes make sure you're not the product of psychologizing make sure that you are the product of God's word yes gospelization Wow. Non-psychologization. He just changed. He just made a new word. He just made a new word again. Gospelization. I'm just going to take it, man. Gospelization. Yes. That's the Be word for it. Be gospelized, mm-hmm. not psychologized. Yes. And from us to you, it's grace and peace. God, God bless. bless.